the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Tuesday. Hey, we've made it through Monday. That was a big deal. Because <laughs> most of the us first have, day working back. That's it. A lot of people. Have, a lot of people have taken a lot of time off during the last two weeks, and uh, I was uh, pleased that yesterday, with the power panel came in, everybody hit it without any problem. It was a very, very good show yesterday, and that's always a good thing. Going to be a good show today as well. Been a while since we've talked about a week and so let's let me bring up this story you sent me today because i have no idea what you're even talking about you've (laughs) this this breaking uh, story from the u.s treasury will you explain to me what's important about this well it's about blockchain okay this is a techie thing it is a brand well not brand new but a fairly new way of doing computing Okay, to make it really, really simple. Okay. Um, it's a way of, I don't even know how to say this very well. It's a way of doing computing where various different inputs, okay, all the things coming into the system have separate, I'll say, agency. In other words, the system cannot work without all the pieces in it, but each individual submission to the system has to do its own thing. Now, it doesn't make a lot of sense. We currently do, this has to do with banking. Right. The fact that the United States has now recognized blockchain processing, which is a big, big deal. It is a more secure way of processing, uh, uh, computer processing. And the other thing that goes with it is uh, cryptocurrency. Um, Is that where this whole thing comes in that says stable coins? Uh, stable coins, I am not that aware of, but there is, I'm sorry, their name is completely escaping me at the moment. The cryptocurrency that is so popular, it's gone up and down in value. Um, Bitcoin. People are buying Bitcoin, yes, thank you very much. They are buying this and, you know, of course, investing money, and the banking industry has pretty well ignored these technologies until now. But now the U.S. Treasury has said the United States will allow banks to use this processing technology as well as we will recognize cryptocurrency not just the one kind bitcoin there are several kinds of cryptocurrency they will all be accepted and run through our banking system this is a big deal because this means that the united states will again it was kind of like the whole country or whole world being pegged on the dollar being the basis for the money transactions. Well, blockchain and cryptocurrency, I believe, and I think most others agree, will be the basis for banking of the future. And uh, 
I think Mr. French Hill probably knows a lot more about this than me, <laughs> being yeah. a banking guy. I'll bring it up tomorrow to him. But, uh, but it's fascinating. Yeah, it. Uh, I'd like to know more about this, especially if it's dealing with banking, because most of us keep our money in banks or some kind of entity that serves as a bank. So if there's some new way that they're going to be doing uh, financial transactions, I'd like to know what it is. Here's the definition of blockchain. This is the way things are processed. It says it's a growing list of records. Each piece that's coming into the system is called a block. Each block, for example, if I'm submitting something to the banking system and you're submitting something to the banking system, of course, we each control our own block of information. Each piece of information, when it goes into the system, the computer puts a special code called a hash. It's an ID code and a timestamp and transaction information. It's embedded into the block, which means that the block can stand on its own and no one else can mess with my block or your block or anybody else's. But the blocks all have to be together in this big, long chain for the computer to be able to process all of this information. Okay. So you can sort of see why the security of it is very intriguing. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting, like you know. Could, yeah, somebody couldn't break into the database and, and, you know, mess up all the data because you cannot get to it. It literally is encoded into each piece of the information. It's a really cool deal. Blockchain is a really neat technology, and we're using it for many other things, uh, mostly secure types of transactions that people are working on trying to, you know, really tighten down in today's computing world. So bottom line, what we're seeing is new types of technologies to try to thwart the uh, the hackers that are out there. Well, that's one, yeah, one way. And again, I think, I don't know how cryptocurrency became, you know, started off, but I'm sure it has something to do with people looking at the dollar, which is that physical thing in your hand that we used to base on gold, okay? It's right. not based on gold anymore. It's fiat money. Well, Yeah, it changed you know, back in 71, basically. Yeah, exactly. Cryptocurrency is the same thing. It's not based on gold, for example. It is created. Yeah, in other words, whatever people are willing to ascribe uh, a worth to it as that's how much it's worth. Correct. Correct. And Bitcoin, oh, it's been around at least, I don't know, a handful of years. It's kind of been common. There used to be a Bitcoin dispenser. I don't know if it still is in downtown Little Rock. You go in and do what you do and get Bitcoins back out. It was in uh, uh, one of the banking uh, buildings, installed it a couple of years ago. The value of one single Bitcoin has gone, oh my, when I looked at it the first time, it was $14,000. Now it's gone up to $31,000. It's dropped again. So it's a it's an investment type vehicle. Yeah, that um, only has... Are, you know, putting their money there. That's the key. It's It only has as much worth as people are willing to give it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's almost like you're being crowdsourced, okay? It's yeah. what people put into it that makes it what it is. And that's the same thing with this technology as far as blockchain. Each individual block, the whole system cannot work if the blocks aren't there. But if you, you know, no one else but you can submit your block or your bank, for example, 
And uh, it's a very secure way of processing all this stuff. So it's, you know, in the cloud, it's out there on the computer. Yeah, some way to to try to control from other people being able to hack into your particular uh, data. Into your stuff. They can't go take a gun and rob the bank and take your money. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, you don't have to show up at the bank and you know, draw a six-shooter and say, give me your money. You don't have to do that any longer. You can do it with a stroke of a key if you know how to get into uh, the computer system. And now understand, even with talking about the money, even with Bitcoin, there's something called a Bitcoin wallet. It's a, you know, not it's not a real wallet. It's, you know, on the computer. And you can put your deposits into that. Those Bitcoin wallets have been hacked. That has happened. If, That's been. If people can come up with ideas to stop hackers, hackers are working on ways to get around the stop of the hack. That's right. <laughs> That's what criminals it's gonna, do. It's going to go on forever. That's, That's going right. to go on forever. That is what criminals um, do. That's what criminals do, exactly. And they're just moving on to the new technology, right? So it's, again, the processing is one thing. The cryptocurrency is something else. They do kind of go together, but they're not linked together. In other words, you don't have to have blockchain to have cryptocurrency or vice versa. It's just these two are virtual currencies, I would call them. And now the U.S. banking system has said yes. The U.S. Treasury has said yes. We will formally recognize this. You know, we'll create the rules and so forth that have to be uh, followed, and banking systems in the United States will use these processes and will be able to use cryptocurrency. This is the reason I have you as part of my show. I had not even heard of this story, and you've brought it to us, and it's an important story. It's something that everybody needs to know about, and I'll bring the question up uh, to uh, Congressman Hill uh, for tomorrow. He'll be with us. Uh, at 7.05, and we'll talk to him there uh, at that time. And I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, Congressman Westerman, his people, not to, uh, not tomorrow, but he'll start again with us next Wednesday, and he'll be on with us weekly from there on. Oh, good. So it Very will be uh, French Hill and then, of course, uh, uh, Bruce Westerman back-to-back on, uh, on Wednesdays in the 7 o'clock hour. So... We should be able to keep up on what's going on there in uh, Washington, D.C. Elizabeth, let's take a break. And then when we come back, let's talk about uh, ground zero today as far as elections go. And that is, of course, with Georgia. Politico not showing very much uh, positive uh, news uh, for the Democrats. And we'll talk about that uh, when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick uh, Show. Got 17 minutes after 6 on a Tuesday. Uh, Supposed to be a fairly sunny day today. Going to be a little cooler than it was yesterday. Shouldn't have any rain today. That starts tomorrow. We'll have uh, weather and and, uh, traffic and news and all that for you later on in the show. Don't don't forget about that. Here's the other thing you don't want to forget about, and that's if you've got a home to sell, you want to be able to sell it and sell it on time. Phil and Belinda had tried to sell their country home uh, out in uh, Maumel, a country club home, in fact, out in Maumel for six months, and they hadn't had even one nibble 
Not not one offer at all. That's not a good thing. Not with the way the housing market is set up right now. So they heard about Dustin Turner and they gave him a call. And one call changed everything for them. I've been telling you that uh, if I had to sell my home right now, this is the man that I would turn my home over to, to uh, you know, use his marketing strategy uh, to get my home sold. So uh, Dustin met with him. He shared his expert advice on making their home market ready and getting the most money for the property. And they worked with Dustin's contractors and then put the home on the market. Ready, set. Now, no, no, you know, normally I'd say go, not this time. It's ready, set, sold. In just a few weeks, the home was sold for top dollar. So you need an agent just like Dustin who can give you solid advice. And Dustin Turner can get your home moved on the market that's out there. So you want to call him. Uh, his number is 501 That's how you start this whole process. Call him or go online. I'll give you both the ways of contacting. On the phone, 501-952-2969. That's 501-952-2969. Or do it online. Go to hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com, and then you can start packing. Okay, so what's going on in Georgia? New story today from Political, uh, which, as I like to always remind you, is not is not a bastion of conservative thought. Uh, they, <laughs> they are always pulling for the left uh, in their stories. But they are being, I think, uh, honest here in saying that it looks like uh, the Biden team looks at this as uh, a lose-lose situation. But let me let me explain why. Biden's team doesn't expect to win the races. This is according to the political story today. Uh, uh, that's according to inner members of his team. They are more optimistic about their chances than they were weeks ago, but uh, the president-elect nearly won the state in November. They attribute that to a powerful anti-Trump sentiment that did not translate down the ballot. That's important for everybody to understand. If you look at what happened in November, uh, it looks as though the president has lost. However, just about everybody else that was read on the ticket won. Large majorities won. That's why things are so much narrower in the House now. That's why uh, it looks like that uh, the Republicans are going to hold this, the uh, the Senate. Not more than, oh, about six months ago, there was some real consternation on the part of the Republicans that they were not going to hold uh, the Senate. Uh, Joni Ernst was in trouble in Iowa, and there was a lot of other people that were in trouble uh, across the United States and ended up winning their uh, their races, some by significantly larger margins than anybody expected. Uh, but the president ran into all, you know, ran kind of into a buzzsaw. You know, everybody turned out. They did a good job. The Democrats did in turning out people to vote against Trump. They didn't do so well in turning out people 
to vote against incumbent Republicans holding office. So let me give you some numbers here. Purdue received about 88,000 more votes than Ossoff uh, in the November. Now, remember, you had to have 50 plus one to be able to win. Uh, that's not the case now. It, the, now it's majority uh, vote getter takes all. And then uh, when you combine his debt numbers from that, uh, if you combine the top two Republicans uh, during that time, they combined to hold uh, more than 636,000 votes than Warnock uh, in the special election. So uh, I'm, I'm going to make uh, the prediction that I think both uh, Loeffler and Purdue will win re-election in Georgia and the Republicans will hold uh, the Senate uh, for the next uh, few years. I mean, uh, in two years, I think that we'll have control of the House uh, as well. One former Democratic official said, few Democrats, if any, are preparing for, for victory. It's not their organizing principle, the official said of the incoming transition team, adding that their planning has focused on Democrats not having control of the Senate. On top of that, a Democrat has not been elected to uh, the, uh, the Senate from Georgia in over 20 years. It's always been Republicans over the last couple, uh, couple of decades. So I think things really lean our way, uh, Elizabeth. I think that we're going to hold Georgia. Uh, also, one other thing that I like to mention is that uh, the absentee ballots are way, way, way down. Not just absentee, but just mail-in ballots. I mean, I heard that they're down by as much as 35%. And that's where President Trump ran into the buzzsaw, so to speak, uh, in Georgia. So we'll have to see what happens uh, with uh, with the vote today. I'll be watching. I, I like what I heard David Perdue talk about a little bit over the weekend. You know, he was on several of the shows. He mentioned that the they have doubled the number of poll watchers. They, he says, have cameras in every on every drop box. They have cameras in every spot that they need to have a camera where there will be processing. And he swore, you know, he says they we will be watching every move. Now, yeah. I think it helped Leffler when she came out yesterday, I think it was, and said she would oppose the Electoral College discussion tomorrow. She is in the opposition camp. She came out and said that yesterday. I think that really has boosted her chances. Uh, Mr. Purdue has yet to be that bold. He has yet to say so. Okay, so you're telling me Loeffler will join in challenging the electors? Yeah. Okay, all right. Those, yes, those... she came out yesterday and said she will be one of the group that opposes the electors. Okay, now you know so, that... And she was already ahead. Yeah, con Congressman uh, Hill has not said how he is going to do on that. I talked to uh, his handlers yesterday, and, was, and then they got back to me and said that the congressman had not, as of about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon, 6 o'clock Washington time, did not know how he was going to uh, deal with that yet. So... We'll find out, well, I guess, tomorrow. 
I know that numerous, many, many people are calling and, and uh, making phone calls to the various uh, Arkansas delegation and others. Um, had a friend yesterday tell me about calling into either Cotton or Bozeman's office and said, you know, I just have some comments to make. I understand you're having to take a lot of calls. And the individual said, yes, it's very tense here. Well, and I suspect so. Um, I, I will encourage anyone who's listening, if you have not called and you have an opinion, you need to call and let Senator, uh, sorry, Congressman Fritch Hill know how you feel and what you would like for him to do. Yeah. Well, so, Hill, Westerman, and you know, Westerman, all of them. Uh, well, you man, need to yeah, call. I mean, you're in Arkansas. You're a constituent. You could call all four. Um I think someone, and this is just a rumor, someone told me they thought that uh, Crawford might be interested in opposing, but I haven't been able to find that online anywhere. No, I I so, haven't seen any any kind of, uh, uh, you know, material from them saying that uh, they were going to oppose or, you know, go along with the way things are going right now. So let's take a well, break. Let's take a break, Elizabeth. We're, we're out of time right now. Let's get to the news, and then we'll come back and talk more. All right, let me remind you about St. Clarity uh, Residential Cleaning. Uh, they've been a part of my show now for a few weeks, and I, I wanted to remind you that you can now buy your gift certificates for 50% off to get your home cleaned. I mean, deep cleaned, really, really cleaned. And during these COVID-19 times, that's a a great thing to get done. Perhaps you'd like to buy uh, a gift certificate uh, for 200 bucks that would uh, cover a house that's uh, 1,500 square foot or less. You can buy it for $100 here uh, at uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Or if you've got a bigger home, uh, they've got... uh, gift certificates that normally it would cost you 300 bucks to have this done that you can buy for 150 dollars. it's a great great deal uh you get really professional cleaning at a very very reasonable price and uh, the other thing about this uh, whole thing with deep cleaning that means that you could have it done for your parents you could have it done for your grandparents you could have it done for uh you know, your mom and dad or, or whatever, or have it done in your home. And the uh, uh, the different cleaning supplies used by St. Clarity have a half-life. Uh, and they hang around for a while continually to control the whole deal with COVID-19. So, again, if you got a smaller home, 1,500 square feet or or smaller, you can buy your gift certificates for the really reasonable price of $100 and you get $200 of value out of that. Or if you got a bigger home, uh, you talk to the folks uh, at St. Clarity Residential uh, Cleaning and uh, normally those gift certificates are $300. You get to buy these for $150. Here's all you have to do. Call Chuck here at the radio station. His phone number is 404-6560. He gets in normally around 9 o'clock. Wait till about 10 after. Give him a chance to pour himself a cup of coffee. And uh, give him a call and, and set up. I mean, we, we sold about, well, we sold several yesterday of these. This is just a really, really good deal. So, again, the number to call, 404-6560. Talk to Chuck. 
For a, a smaller home, the uh, half price uh, cost is only $100. For a large home, only $150. I'm going to buy a couple of those $150 ones and uh, let them uh, take care of my house. And I just think it's a nice gift to give to my uh, to my wife, to be honest with you. Cause you betcha. Because that's what she does. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 her part of the responsibility of the family. I'd love to be able to do it for her and let her just kind of relax a little bit. What I'll do, here's what I should do to let you know, Elizabeth. What I should do is buy a couple of the uh, $300 ones for, you know, 150 each. Get two of them for 300 instead of one. And uh, turn around and give her a big old box of bonbons to go along with it, <laughs> so she could <laughs> she could sit on or the hold couch. Hold one a little bit, it maybe surprise her again later with the second one. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, well, that's a great thing. Valentine's I mean, especially Day after the just, holidays. <laughs> Valentine's Day is not far away. Yeah, yeah, it's a great thing, gentlemen, for your ladies. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I think that would just be fabulous. Like I say, especially after the holidays when you really have extra cleaning to do because of various things that have gone on. And oh my gosh, yes, it's a great time of the year for this. Yeah, again, four oh four sixty five sixty for many of you who've had your kids home uh, a whole lot more than normal, and uh, your house may look <laughs> like a tornado went through it. Uh, the folks at uh, St. Clarity Residential Cleaning can uh, take care of things for you. And you're, you're going to love uh, talking to the people there and, and, and how good they, they do. Tomorrow I'll talk about how they help people that are dealing with depression and things of that nature because of some of the things that have happened in 2020. Uh, I just heard that a, a guy I know really well from my church lost his mother yesterday from COVID-19. And I, you know, a lot of people have been touched by this stuff and not in positive ways. Well, and I know I heard her speak on your show and there really is a link. Uh, When your mind is confused and you're having all those issues and thoughts, that small comfort of having your home in order matters. It makes a big difference. I might see if she can come in tomorrow. Be nice to have her come back in and and talk a little bit with me again uh, about this. And I'll see if uh, she's, if uh, Christian's available uh, for the first hour. So be ready to hear from her tomorrow uh, here on the Dave Ellswick show. Great woman, great ideas, and uh, she's brought it to fruition. All right, let's get back and, and talk a little further about Georgia. Again, I believe that, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at things uh, probably more, uh, leaning towards uh, Republicans than uh, at the uh, uh, than the Democrats. I mean, yesterday Biden, the only thing that he he could say about by getting you know Ossoff and uh, Warnock uh, into office, he just said, "You'll get more stimulus money." I mean that that's that's what well, he said. Well, let's face it; he can't say much else. Yeah, <laughs> he can't say you're going to have higher taxes. You know, we're going to pack the courts. We're going <laughs> to. I don't think that would go over well. Of course, all and that's of, a nervous laughter and all the <laughs> celeb- laughter. All the celebrities are uh, you know behind uh, the blue folks, uh, definitely. Of course. Uh, also, oh, of course. talked uh, to uh, Peach State Republicans. You know, I, I find it interesting that it's still called the peach state when they don't even come close to producing uh, as many peaches as uh, other states do. But anyway, 
Uh, Senator David Perdue isn't lifting the fig- uh, finger to fight for the $2,000 stimulus checks that President Trump supports. I will. There you go. I mean, that's basically what Biden was saying. Now, here's the, uh, the, the candidate saying the same thing. I'll fight like hell in the Senate to send immediate financial relief to your family during this crisis. I may not always vote the way you want on every issue. Believe me, when it comes to the Green New Deal, when it comes to uh, statehood uh, for Washington, D.C. and every other issue, he will not vote the way you would vote. I'm just... I'm just warning you on that. That's a true statement. <laughs> you know, and, and you know he's going he's going to try to buy your vote. And you know what? Buying selling your vote for uh what it would I guess now it would be for $1400 cuz you're going to get $600. So if it's I don't know, you know. You know if it's why not roll the dice and do another two. <laughs> you know, you end up in you end, well but here's the key. You end up you know, s- selling your vote for that, that's like, you know, the whole porridge thing, selling your birthright mm-hmm. for a bowl of porridge. You know, mm-hmm. you got to be got to be a little bit more uh, clear minded about that than uh, just looking at right now. Well, two thousand dollars, I could buy a new flat screen TV. Well, yes. I mean, we're looking at a party that deals in transactional politics. That's the only you know how they say if you have a have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. They are transactional. Everything has to be, you pay me, I give you, or I give you and you pay me. That's what it's all about for them. It's all about the money and power. So no wonder he's saying, you know, I'll go out and get you your money. That's the only language he understands. And I tell you, these fellows, both of them have turned out to be a lot more um, dangerous than we ever thought, I think, in the beginning, or at least I've learned a lot more about these candidates than I think anybody. You know, that's that's another thing. People around me are saying, you know, how can people make the choices they're making and look at these things the way they're looking at them, and they know all this stuff that we know about what's wrong? And I said, look, you've got to understand that because of the mainstream media, the folks that are not conservative don't even have a clue. They've never even heard of Hunter Biden's laptop They don't know what's going on. They're not hearing all the news that we see in other places because they are shutting it down. So they're making choices based on the transactions that they're being presented by the press. Power and money. I want everybody to listen to what Purdue said here. He says, let me be clear about my priorities. I'm going to work to reopen Mm -hmm. the nine rural hospitals that have closed in Georgia in the last decade, closed because of Obamacare. That's the reason that they closed. Uh, I'll fight for a historic infrastructure plan to create millions of new jobs and revitalize American manufacturing in a uh, a party that wouldn't even talk to the president about infrastructure during the time that Trump was president. And I'll mm-hmm. vote to I'll vote to expand Pell grants to make college affordable, make it affordable, or make it free. I mean, the the president elect says that. He wants to make, uh, you know, that kind of college free now, and he wants to give kids back the money that they borrowed to uh, to go to college because somehow they got buffaloed into thinking that, you know, they were going to do so much better if they went to college, and then they got out of college and found out, you know, that Mercedes-Benz still costs the same as it did when they went to college. And well, and they moved those enough. goalposts. Education doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't count for anything. You get out, you have a huge debt, 
what is it, 80% of people are working in fields other than you know, what they may have a degree in? They sold people a bill of goods. Once again, a transaction. Give us a lot of money. We'll give you an education. And then it was wink, wink. We'll really just take your money. I mean, look at what happened with our colleges and our universities. While we were not looking, they've become factories for creating more leftist activists. Yeah. Rob Steinbach talks about this frequently, the takeover of the you know faculty by the left mentality. Yep. Well, it's not so it's, now it's that argument. Uh, in college is still valid, but it's even valid now in the high schools. It has well, it has expended out. I I feel that if a, if the conservative part of America is going to rise up and do something that's going to matter uh, beyond this current situation, meaning now, <laughs> who knows two weeks from now, but now, uh, what we have to do is focus on education. Now. I've been the first one to say forever, hey, the left's always throwing money at education. We're not getting anywhere with it. That's exactly true. We, the conservative side, the conservative politics, we've got to focus on educating our current uh, you know, generation and bringing them up with the right, the current, the correct principles and the beliefs of American exceptionalism that the left has thrown out the window. And if we can do that, we might have a chance to try to get this country back on track. Might is the operative word. Might. Might. If something's going to come out of all of this, because, I mean, let's face it, it's binary. The the Republicans are either going to have a majority in the Senate or they're not. And so tomorrow or, well, it actually may be six months from now before we find out in Georgia who gets the, you know, I doubt it, but I'm being very <laughs> facetious. But, you know, uh, when it all settles, we're either going to be in, where we can block a lot of this agenda or we're not. And we have to figure out what we're going to do and past performance and future, you know, projections don't look so hot. <laughs> well, the Democrats have already figured out both ways. If they win the Senate, exactly. which they don't believe they will, uh, they do not believe that they're going to win. They have a, an agenda for that. Uh, if mm-hmm. they lose the Senate, uh, they lose these races in Georgia, they have a full-scaled you know, way of how they want to approach the American people with the Republicans able to block them at every turn. So we will, uh, we're going to find they out. never stop. We're going to find See? out. Well, they're, that's the way the Democrats play. They always have a plan, no matter whether it's this or that, whichever fork in the road, they have a plan and yeah. they're ready to execute. Yep. They play the long game. All right. When we that's come correct. back, I want to talk about my good friend, uh, Ben Shapiro, he made an interesting uh, announcement uh, yesterday about the, the Daily Wire and what it what they want to do, and a lot of it is woven around what his mentor and my mentor and a lot of people's mentors, uh, uh, Andrew Breitbart, had to say quite uh, quite some time ago. So we're going to call, talk a little bit about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick show. So uh, stick around, Elizabeth, you know, go pour yourself another cup of coffee or tea, and I'll be with you in just a moment. I just want to know if you're a healthy person and do you want to volunteer for this uh, COVID-19 vaccine clinical research study? If you do, it's still enrolling here in the Little Rock area. Uh, All you have to do is uh, 
give them a call at 501-954-7822 or go online to c19vaccinestudy.com and uh, you can get involved in this. You shouldn't. There should be nothing that keeps you from getting involved. Uh, by participating in the clinical trial, what you ha- you're going to do, you're going to have access to no-cost study-related care, and then you're also going to have the opportunity to help advance COVID-19 research. And uh, no insurance is required to take part in this study. Again, if you're in stable or just good health, you may be able to qualify, but you got to call. And there you're going to learn more. You call 501-954-7822 or go online to the letter C, the number 19, and then vaccine study. That's all one word, dot com. All right, back with you uh, in the last five uh, few minutes here of the 6 o'clock hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. KATV is uh, reporting now that Rick Crawford, is going to uh, support the objection to Wednesday's Electoral College certification. Uh-huh. Yeah, Very just, nice. uh, he says uh, he's he's going to stand against it. More than 140 Republican members of the House and at least a dozen senators are set to delay the count of the Electoral College. They're demanding an emergency Electoral uh, Commission to look into allegations of fraud. Now, that commission, we talked about this Yesterday, uh, we talked about this is Senator Cruz's baby uh, that he's been floating out there uh, in uh, in the uh, uh, the public right now where you have, uh, you know, I think it's what five uh, senators, five House members, five uh, judges that would make up this Mm -hmm. commission to determine uh, if there was enough cheating in these different states to have. Uh, caused a problem with the election. Uh, this goes back to the, the information. Yeah, it goes back to the 1800s when Hayes was elected president, and uh, it came. I think it was 185 electoral votes to 184 when it was all said and done. Now I do have some. I got some real uh, worries, like uh, Senator Cotton does, about this is not. I don't believe in the pre uh, the purview of the. Uh, uh, the Senate or the House, and I don't want to see our elections politicized even more than what they are right now. I mean, it's I understand that now. point of view. What I can, what I'm concerned about is redress from the citizens. And I mean, when we have, I just find it more than compelling. Hundreds of, not hundreds of thousands, thousands of reports of problems across the country in various ways that demand an investigation to protect the integrity of our vote. Um, Yes, many of us who are Trump supporters would like to see Trump actually be able to take the win that he, and I believe that he actually had. On the other hand, the more important thing by far is the future and the integrity of our elections. I'm appalled that we have no redress as citizens. In other words, we have nothing but our vote and our representation in our government. If our vote is altered and we can't, uh, you know, assure its integrity, which I think at this point that is in question, and we can't count on our representatives to represent our, our, our beliefs, 
whether they personally agree or not, we put them there and they work for us. This government supposedly works for us. And when we, the people, have no redress for our voice, which was expressed through a vote, I find it more than concerning. I, of course, do back the effort to do an audit. I think that a clear-eyed look at information, uh, again, it is stunning to me. I mentioned this earlier. If you turn on most of the regular news and everything else, every word out of their mouths will be unfounded. There is no evidence. We have no proof. And that is absolutely a flat-out lie. And until we look clear-eyed at the information, how do we know? And I believe there will be a huge number, probably half the country, that will not accept a result unless we can know that it's accurate. Notice I didn't say a Trump win. I said a result. Well, I will say that... That's my rant of the morning. (laughs) uh, Well, I, I will say this, and it's a thing that we all must understand, is that... The Constitution uh, sets up the day of the election. The Constitution sets up how that is supposed to go down. Uh, I think think that there's some things that need to be looked at that about how in some states they extend it that time. I believe that that's unconstitutional and those votes should not not count. Uh, Will it be enough votes to to change the election? From what I'm seeing, I... From from uh, the very mo- most conservative people that I know, I don't believe it will happen. But but that's got to be stopped from ever happening again. It just that's cannot. You know, it cannot. Now that I do agree with. That's why I agree with what Cruz is trying to do uh, to do it in a constitutional way to make this happen. Not just throw this into the. Uh, you know the political side of, of 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 all of this, and let Democrats and and uh, Republicans figure it out. I, I got problems. As you with said that. yesterday, it's not unprecedented. This is not like somebody came up with some pie in the sky solution that's never happened before. No. Nope. So that's another. And it had thing. to happen when it did because the cheating was so rampant in s- several states. That's has got to be Bingo. thought about. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> I'll let you go, Elizabeth. I'll talk to you Onward. next week as we continue here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Thank you very much. Let's take a break. I'll get to Ben Shapiro tomorrow and let you know what's going on there with the Daily Wire. The Bible guys are next here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. And she didn't know that I was going to be talking a lot today about politics. 
I mean, I talk politics, you know, when we're not in the Bible, guys. But your questions for today for the Bible, guys, have had a very big political uh, undertone to them. So we're going to talk about it here on uh, the Dave Ellsworth Show. Bible guys are here. And uh, guess who's back? It's uh, Scott's back. I Scott bet. Stewart's here. He, back. He's off the road. Wow. He's been feeling like a shoe salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all the companies out there on That's the road. Good. And he, he gave me the whole story of why he had to do what he had to do. And I understand that. Yep. Nobody Some, could come to you. So, nope. you yep. know, I, I guess I could do a, I guess, an Islam joke and say, you know, if you can't go to the mountain, let Muhammad come to the mountain or whatever. However, that, Moses come. Well, we can use Moses. <laughs> Moses there we, we can use there Moses go. for that. So the mountain couldn't come here his family couldn't come here for the holidays so he went there that's right that's right you were down by my granddaughter down around the austin area yeah my daughter lives uh, in uh, round rock yeah once once you get outside of austin you know proper proper Mm -hmm. uh you don't have as much problem with the really nut job no 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 i mean round rock is a very very red area very very conservative so uh no it's good. Did you go into Austin while you were no, there? No, actually, I didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> probably a good thing. To be honest, probably a, a good thing. It's, it's actually the, the the. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. When you drive into Austin, they have a like a town slogan, uh-huh. and uh, it's on the signs and. In the, and the slogan is, keep Austin weird. That's it. <laughs> really? Well, that explains a lot, I suppose. <laughs> well, it's been that way for a long yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, it was... It seems to happen any time population gets to a, a particular level. It was, like, it okay, was more like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it was more about music and, oh, right. uh, and, and things like that back in kind the past. Art culture type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that, w- that was okay. Yeah. That's no big deal. But now it's gotten like... I mean, the homeless thing is like it is out in San Francisco and L.A., and the mayor is, a, is just a dummy, and it's unbelievable what's going on yeah. in, in Austin. It really is. I feel sorry for the kids that go to UT there. Yeah. You know, it's not fun. And I and I don't, ha- I don't understand how it can be that way, yeah. although we've got, you know, Little Rock. How you can have the state capitol there and it be that, you know, liberal. I know. Just incredible. It, it seems like most of the capital cities are that way. Most of yeah. them are, are, are blue, aren't they? Yeah. Metropolitan areas. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think all that right. just happens when you stack enough people on top of each other, they all go crazy. And that means liberal. So, <laughs> see? Look at that. That's a lot of it. Good yeah. morning. Yeah, Deep Austin weird. That's the way it is. Okay, so I'm kicking back here. Uh, let's see what we got here. I got to go to a special area where I keep all of our questions at. Let me let me just start off with the last question that I got yesterday for today's uh, show. I listened a few weeks ago when you were talking about all mm-hmm. these prophecies that are going around the Internet about the president winning the election. Of course, we don't know if he's won or not yet. Uh, you guys were pretty straightforward that these prophecies were not really on point. But I was wondering how we can be sure is there a way to measure the accuracy of a prophecy biblically? Okay, let me let me just say here, yes. If it's right, then it was a prophecy. <laughs> if it comes if it's wrong, you stone the person <laughs> yeah. who made the prophecy. All right. 
can't do that anymore, but I'm just saying that's what you do. Is someone a false prophet if they prophesy, they prophesize and it doesn't come to pass, or did they just make a mistake? Do we brand people as a false prophet based on one mistake, or is it possible they are merely just wrong? That's a good question, Billy. All right. I think probably the first thing we have to do is um, define uh, or at least state the difference between prophecy versus someone who is speaking in wisdom. Um, because I can say in wisdom that I think X, Y, Z is going to happen, um, and I have not prophesied. That That is an entirely different thing. Um, if I come out and say, God has said, um, and then speak of the future, um, that is prophesying. Uh, I am, I am, um, I am intimating that I am speaking on behalf of God, that God has given me a message to deliver. Um, that is prophecy and scripture and is that pretty is clear. serious. Yeah. Yes. Scripture is pretty clear about, um, prophets, um, and how they are to be treated. If a prophet's prophecies come to pass, um, then that person is to be listened to. If that prophet's prophecies do not come to pass, then they are to be considered a false prophet. Uh, additionally, Scripture says that if even if what the prophet has to say comes to pass, but he teaches against the word of God, then he is also a false prophet. And yes, the, the Old Testament really only had one punishment there. Remedy. That was to take yeah. him outside and throw rocks at what, him until he stopped what, talking. What, what chapter was that in Deuteronomy about the prophet? Do you remember? I don't remember. I in Deuteronomy. Okay. And I, I would go ahead and make mention of this. There's a difference between um, if someone prophesies and because the person mentions there about if someone prophesies something and then are they a false prophet? Um, there's a there's a difference between that because, like for example, um, we find in the book of Acts that um, was it Philip's daughters that prophesied. You, know, you you can you can there can be people who prophesy, but that doesn't necessarily make them a prophet. You know, right, a, right, right, right. A prophet as a uh, one of the ministry gifts. Ephesians, Ephesians four gives actually five what we call ministry gifts, uh, and that's apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And these are these are functionary offices within the church uh, world. Uh, you know, in a kind of a kind of a theological way. But but there are people who can who could prophesy. I mean, I could actually the spirit of God can move on me, and I could prophesy something. But that doesn't make me necessarily a prophet. I just happen to have prophesied at that right. at that moment. So, so there's a difference between a prophecy and someone being a um, a prophet. But if someone believes they stand in the office of a prophet and they and they try to declaratively lead people in the name of of the Lord, then definitely um, that would be the prophetic. Let me see what. Yeah, so um, there are instances when the Spirit moves on an individual or a group of individuals, and therefore prophecy comes forth, because prophecy has a role, uh, and and God can use any one of us, right? So um, there are absolutely times when when that happens, versus someone who operates, uh, I won't say, I'm going to use the word continually, but I don't really mean continually, I I mean frequently, often, uh, who is operating that particular gift. So yes, there there are, there's a difference between the gift being active in someone, and you know, we, when we go look at the, uh, I hate to use the word minor prophets. I've always yeah. disliked the the term sure, minor yeah. prophets. I mean, um, they were they were being used by God. Let's let's not let's not diminish what they were doing. But most of the minor prophets had a prophecy that they provided, and and that was it. And 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 life moved on. Yeah. Um, so it, it is possible for someone to to just be acting because the Holy Spirit moved. Um, but again, the the litmus test there is. Uh, 
does what they have to say, line up with scripture, because if it doesn't, you can ignore it right off the bat. And then if it does line up with scripture, does it come to pass the way that um, they have indicated that God told them it would come to pass? Because if it didn't, then they've borne false witness against God. They said, God told me, and that was obviously not true because God is never wrong. That's right. All right. So I guess I'm going to ask you to explain a little more clearly what is a prophet and what isn't a prophet. Mm -hmm. If someone, for instance, I've always said Francis Schaeffer, in my estimation, seemed to be like a prophet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Things that he said that were going to come true did, but he didn't say, the Lord has told me, here's what's going to happen. He right. never said that. He just looked at the world around him and, uh, and, 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 and defined it through biblical truth and said, right. you know, if you keep doing this, here's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Just like I keep saying, hey, look, if you keep sending your kids to government-controlled schools, here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear. All right. Take a look around you. Yeah. All right. Kind of thing. I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm just saying I'm just looking at what the truth of the Bible says. And it's pretty clear about what's going to happen if you let other people fill your kids minds up with lies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's a difference between uh, like we said, there's a difference between um, prophesying and someone standing in a particular uh, ministry office. It's like uh, Dave might. um be walking down the street and he sees someone and he he witnesses to them and he leads them to the Lord. Now he has done uh, the work of an evangelist, but that doesn't mean he is actually an evangelist. Or right. I can tell you, I'm not an evangelist. Right. But you might you might from time to time lead someone to the Lord evangelistically. And actually, the Bible even uh, the Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy, who was going to be pastoring a church that Paul had planted, he. He told him, he says, do the work of an evangelist. So right, you can do the right. work of an evangelist, yeah. but not actually be an evangelist. You, Would you share the good news and lead people to Christ? Absolutely. But there's a difference between that and actually standing in the in the office of an evangelist where this is what God has called you to do for the rest Continue. of your life. Yeah. Um, you know, you might speak to someone pastorally and compassionately and care for them and kind of pastor or disciple them. But that doesn't mean you're actually standing in the office of, of a pastor. And the same thing is true when it comes to the prophetic ministry. There are those who may speak to you in a prophetic sense, um, but that doesn't mean they stand in the ministry uh, office of a of a prophet being called to that. And you'll see a, a lot of the prophets in the Bible, more than more than prophesying all the time, what you tend to see them doing is confronting culture yeah, or yeah. confronting the king or confronting the leaders and rebuking them. I mean, look at John the Baptist. You know, he was rebuking the king and he was, I mean, he was in the face. Isaiah, he was in the face of the king. He would walk into the king. So, they did carry that prophetic mantle, but they were very cross-cultural type people. Yeah. And as far as individuals who seem to be speaking, who aren't saying, thus says the Lord, but do seem to have a great deal of wisdom, um, that that can be straight up wisdom that has been given from God and or um, the actual um, gift of the word of wisdom coming uh, into to action there. There are, there are nine gifts laid out in scripture, and some of those other gifts can appear to be prophecy at times. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. Uh, speaking of prophecy, I don't have to be a prophet to say if you have a leak in your roof, if you call PI Roofing, they can fix it for you. Uh, that's that's not, that is not a thus saith the Lord. That is just Dave saying if you want to get your roof fixed, turn to the professionals at PI Roofing. I have 
used them several times. They replaced my roof. It's been about 18 years now. I'm expecting that maybe this year uh, sometime we may have to do that again. It's probably about that time, but it should be the last time I have to replace my roof because shingles have gotten so uh, good that they can give it a lifetime warranty now. So I'm I'm excited uh, about that with PI Roofing. You do the same thing that I do. You call them, 707-3551. 707-3551. They'll use all the COVID-19 protocols that are out there. Keep your family safe. Keep the workers safe. But they'll make sure that they keep your house safe by making sure it's watertight by uh, letting them fix your roof. That's PI Roofing, 707 707- 3551 or com. Okay, we're back. Well, we're going we're to talk about what we're talking about here in the break because there are some crazy things that are going on in our country. Indeed. I mean, crazy. Uh, this uh, questionnaire, questionnaire uh, says, I, I was listening to the show yesterday. I got to think that they were listening to my show yesterday because you guys weren't on yesterday and heard your discussion about the gender crazy pronoun nonsense that our nation is is diving into. I'm wondering if the Bible guys might agree with me that the reason this is a thing is because years ago this craziness started from the pulpits of America. I'm referring to the many biblical translations that started using gender-neutral pronouns for God, mankind, sons and daughters, etc. As the minister started using these translations and declaring from them, it caused our current crisis. If what we see in the natural first starts in the spiritual, could this be the reason we are having such issues today i think you hit it right on the nail on the yeah, head really. go ahead guys no I, I i would say yeah i think that um when you start uh, when the preachers start declaring certain things most definitely uh it affects uh it affects culture i don't i don't think that there can be any any question about it. i have always been in opposition to these uh these uh these bibles that are trying to make uh things gender neutral they, they present themselves as trying to be reasonable and this and that but you just can't do that with the text right uh and and so, you know, when the when the preachers start uh, declaring certain things, and if, if people understand the power of words, the power of speaking, um, and understand the, the spirit and the natural, uh, I would say the per, the question hit it right on the head. I would I would agree. I don't know if, I don't know yeah. if uh, Billy would, but I would agree that um, yes, once we start doing that, then then the enemy takes it and moves and moves forward with it. Yeah, and we have to understand. You know, we talk a lot um, on here about the fact that. While we look at the natural realm, um, all of this is really coming from the spiritual realm. And the actual basis for all of this is our enemy's desire to destroy our trust and faith in a father figure. Um, he, he wants to destroy this natural um, order that has been set up from from God to husband to wife to child. Um, and, and I know that just me saying those words this morning triggered a whole bunch of people out there. Yeah, it did. Um, but God established an order and that order is for protection. Most people don't realize that God didn't create a husband to be head of wife so that he could bully her. He created husband to be uh, head of wife so that he could protect her and the children that are created out of that union. And we have rejected that because we don't, you know, I let nobody be in charge. Well, if you're going to reject all authority, that means you're rejecting God's authority, too. And that is precisely what our enemy wants to have happen. Mm-hmm. 
And if you begin to, and one of the ways you do that is you begin to create a, um, you know, there's, there's a difference between being equal in the eyes of God and being the same. The same, yep. And, you know, we have. An, See, that's a mistake in people not understanding words have meaning. Right. Absolutely. And we have, but we've, yeah, we've mistakenly believed that equality means sameness. sameness. And yes. It doesn't. Uh, you know, we are all equal before God, but we're not all the same. That's why God defined um, responsibilities for man, responsibilities for woman, responsibilities for children. There are certain responsibilities for Jewish people, certain responsibilities for for, right. for non-Jewish people. Uh, the, not because one is more more loved or more cherished than the other, but because people are different. I have three children. I love them all the same, but growing up, they all had different responsibilities based upon their giftings, their talents, their abilities. And so forth. I didn't want to set my daughter up to fail by insisting that she pick up a 150-pound bag of cement and move right. it from place to right. place. Uh, I, I I assign that to the the stronger of my two my, my two sons. So, I mean, uh, it's it's asinine. This is this is this is stupidity. It is, and this you know we were just talking that one quote minister who led that congreg that. Uh, congressional prayer and ended it by saying instead of amen they said end it by saying a woman i mean how stupid yeah it's a complete <laughs> it's lack incredulous. of incredulous now you know i want you to know there's a lot of people who say how can you say stupid well stupid is as stupid does right. <laughs> this is another one of those where words have meaning right and yeah. in this case i think it applies explain so. what amen is all right well first of all okay so this person um Ended the pr- prayer for the U.S. Uh, in the U.S. Uh, House instead of saying they they said a woman instead of a man, and of course the idea here is to attack um, the uh, the patriarchal structure of the English language. Well, hello, the word a man is not English, right. and it's not gender. No, a man is a Hebrew word, but because we don't, you know, if this person is really a minister, uh, they're not ignorant because ignorant is just not knowing something. There's nothing wrong with being ignorant about. I'm ignorant about certain things. Everybody's ignorant about certain things. But but when you know, and if this person is a minister, they know amen is not talking about men. If he's a minister, he understands amen is a Hebrew word means it means so be it or or uh, let it be. I mean, it has it's a Hebrew word. But when you take that and then you're going to say a a woman means nothing. Right. It, it, exactly it doesn't right. Doesn't mean anything. The absurdity of this argument, there's no foundation for it whatsoever. Can you tell it bothers me, Dave? Yeah, I know I just, it bothers you. It should bother you. It should bother everybody uh, that's a Christian, uh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. A woman? No. Uh-huh. Amen and a woman. Right for he prayed to what, what, what else Brahma did they say? And, and I was... How, uh, did they, how did they end that... Uh, how did they end the prayer? He was saying he was monotheistic, is what right. he was saying. He said... Um, we ask all of this in the name of the monotheistic god Brahma, and God, quote unquote, known by um, known by many names in many different faiths. Amen, and a woman. And that has. And this is a ordained Methodist preacher in Missouri. That is a man who is denying his own faith. Now, is this is he the chaplain of of, of the house? No, or he was just no. chosen no. to come no, in. The people prayer? are. People are invited to come in and, and read and or lead in prayer. And who that person? We need to find I out have who no invited idea. that person. If he's from Missouri, it probably was a Missouri uh, congressman. Unbelievable. And, and for those who, who don't know, uh, Brahma is one of the Hindu gods, right? Yes. So 
he invokes a Hindu god at the end of his prayer as a United Methodist preacher. Incredible. All right, we got to take a break. Let's do that, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk more about this because this is this is really serious stuff. Russia's got something serious too. All right, I told you yesterday that you guys that didn't come through at Christmas time think you're off the hook now. Not the case. February 14th looms on the horizon, and it's moving closer each day uh, that I will speak about this. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And if you didn't get her or him that uh, really, uh, let's just admit it, most of the jewelry is being bought for hers. And uh, the bottom line is that uh, they're expecting it at uh, Valentine's Day. And you can get it done and, and get a piece of unique jewelry done by Eric Coleman over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. But you got to call him and go by and see him. And you need to do it now because it takes a little bit of time to do this kind of stuff of designing this on a computer and getting a wax mold made and the whole nine yards and what kind of gemstones you want and how you, you know, how much money you got to spend. So uh, go buy 3000 Cavanaugh. Uh, after 10 o'clock today and uh, meet with eric or if you'd rather you can set up an appointment to go in and visit with him at 501-246-3655 and sit down and talk about the person you want to buy this uh, ring or necklace or bracelet uh, for even uh, you maybe you want to get something that's just uh, uh, something to hang on a necklace uh that uh, that is it, that's really pretty, but it's unique. So that if you go to a dinner, uh, your wife's ring or necklace or uh, bracelet doesn't look like the woman sitting next to her, and that will happen sooner or later <laughs> if you just keep going to the big box stores. So uh, give Eric a call at five zero one two four six thirty six fifty five. Just remember, happy wife, happy life. Just keep. That, that my dad taught me that from when I was a young boy. All right. Happy wife, happy life. Okay, so keep that in mind. All right, I want to go back and, and talk about what Pelosi did. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we've mentioned this. She has established permanently the Office of Diversity and Inclusion and uh, other diversity measures now. The proposed package would, quote, honor all gender identities by changing pronouns and family relationships in the House rules to be gender neutral. Previously, Congress operated under a binary rule that words importing one gender include the other as well. With a record number of LGBTQ plus lawmakers joining the new Congress, the latest rules acknowledge a spectrum of uh, gender identities, as well as same-sex relationships. Still, there are no non-binary representatives in either the House or the Senate. That's the people who say they're neither male or female. Yeah. They're neutral, I guess. They're they're neuter. That's the only way I know you get that is, and even then, if you're eunuch, you're still a male. a A language cannot work that way. Right. I mean, yeah. 
I'm sorry, keep on going. As a several anti-LGBTQ plus policy lawmakers decried the change, notice that they made this an anti-homosexual. Right. It's only anti. It's only homophobes that would be against this. Right. right. All right. Like Representative Kevin McCarthy, who supported the Defense of Marriage Act banning same-sex marriage. If approved by vote, these rules package is going to be not prevent the use of gendered language, but would rename certain official language included in the changes. The office of the whistleblower ombudsman would become the office of the whistleblower ombuds. It would also make steps towards diversifying witness panels at committee hearings and framing legislation through the lens of inequality. So it's just it just it just crazy stuff. It, this is all crazy, crazy, crazy but, things. And the thing is that English is one of the only languages that this will work with. So right, we're going to be right. the only people on the planet. For example, if you're if you're a linguist, which which I happen to be, you can't <laughs> you can't do this. I mean, uh, because the language doesn't function like that. Uh, and 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 even if you force it, like what they're doing. Um, it only will work with, for the most part, with English-speaking people. Like, it, for example, Spanish-speaking people, you can't you can't do this because everything has gender. Right. For example, a chair in Spanish has a female gender with the way you speak the word. It deals with the ending of the word, the beginning. Like, for example, the word for for chair in Spanish is silla, but you would say, but that's that's feminine. To make it a definite, like the chair, you have to say la silla, which which again is employing a feminine gender. It's not that the chair is feminine, but the language functions based upon the usage of, of feminine and masculine nouns and pronouns that actually cause the language to work, which means the Spanish-speaking people of the world, the Latin-speaking people of the world, the Italian-speaking people of the world, the French-speaking people of the world, <laughs> nobody can do this except the dumb English-speaking people who feel, I'm sorry, I'm really upset about uh, this. Go for it. The, and and Hebrew, I mean, you go through. Oh, this is this is idiocy, idiocy. It's yeah. asinine, and incredulous. It goes, it, this goes back to the question that we were asked: Did the church open the door to this? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, look at this minister here praying. This, I mean, I'm going to call him a minister. This man praying this this prayer like this. This opens the door. Listen, the spirit world is more active than anybody realizes. Right. And when you begin from a spiritual platform to begin to declare and preach these things, you are opening the door for this type of stuff to happen. I mean, think about this for a moment. You know, we know that biblically the heads of nations also have, when they when they start dealing in, the, in things in the spirit, things happen. For example, when Barack Obama lit up the White House with, those, with the rainbow mm-hmm, colors, mm-hmm. I mean, think about what has happened in a, in, in, in a, in a sexual way since since yep. that moment, uh, and the same thing happens in, from a from the headship of a nation. That um, can happen from the pulpits. Most definitely, we are the ones who have who set this thing in motion. Because I say we ministers who have yielded to this political correctness or yielded to um, ge- bringing general neutrality into the Word of God and preached it. Those people who did that have opened up uh, a, a spiritual area that has allowed the enemy to come in and do what they're doing right now in our, our country. Because it can only, for the most part, it can only happen 
in uh, English or in Germanic-based languages. It can happen in other languages. It does, it'll destroy so what it. you're saying, other countries could be totally confused about when somebody in our country is speaking to them. Yep, yeah, it won't make any sense. It won't make any sense at all. Um, because their other languages are so dependent upon the the gender involved in uh, in languages. Right. Telephone is is masculine in in most languages. But it requires that. Now, if you don't speak another language, if all you speak is English, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, and I'm really wasting my time <laughs> trying to explain it. But uh, but this will we will be the people are going to look at this and just see how. How very in the future, they're going to look back at this time period and say, "What a bunch of idiots!" Yeah. Well, what, what a bunch of idiots we're running. It's, I, I think I it will can't. go beyond that because I, I don't. I don't think we have a lot of, of future left uh, being run by by mankind. Um, and I think what we will look back and see uh, is that this was part of the time of the sifting. Right. This is um, scripture is pretty clear that in the end times that even fathers and children will turn on one another husbands and wives will turn on one another and in order to get to a point where you can do that you have to push everyone to the extremes um everyone has to be you know there, there can be no soft always call it the soft nougat center um that that center needs you can't to be a moderate that's right that center needs to disappear uh and, and scripturally that appears to be what's what's happening i believe most of the end time events that's precisely what they're all about is to force people to one side or the other so many people have for so long simply been comfortable calling themselves a christian without living a christian lifestyle that we need to eliminate the comfort of calling oneself a Christian while living in an entirely different way. There's coming a time, I promise you, there's coming a time when to stand up for Christ will not be comfortable. And it will be only be those who, who are truly um, who are truly followers of Christ in your heart who will be willing to say, yes, I am a Christian. Because that's going to cost you it's in already the not-so-distant future. It is. It, it is. is. It has started. I well, mean, no one's stoning us right now. At no, least I'm not, not here saying in this country, that. But, uh, but here's what I am saying. Very little pushback uh, when you were speaking from a Christian base in the past. Right. Yeah. Now, there is a much stronger pushback. When we do our show mm-hmm. on, sure. on Tuesday, I get people regularly uh, contact how dare me. You? Yeah. They don't say, how dare they? They say, Dave, you're such a reasonable and, and yeah. learned, learned man. How can you believe in that uh, zombie Jesus? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, that, that's what they say. So we talked about the power of language. Um, before, before action can become violent, language needs to become violent first because you need to condition people to understand, to, to think that's normal. And that's what Marxists and that's, do. That's yeah. where we are right now. We're in, we're, in the, we're in the environment where the language is changing to make us look like the bad guys, to make us look like we're the extremes. Um, I was reading an article yesterday, and... It was the kind folks on the left and the radical, crazy people on the right. Look at that uh, article I just read right. from the. That was from the Hill. Yeah, supposed to be a neutral paper, and they said the anti-LGBTQ plus. Now, now it's not just LGBTQ. Yeah, they got a plus at the end of now. It's everything. everything. Yeah. Anything goes now. They have to marginalize. You're us a homophobe if you don't go along with right. this. They have to marginalize us through language before they can marginalize us through action. Well, it wasn't, you know, this whole language thing, you know, um, um, that's one thing that I think it was Goebbels in Nazi Germany, what he did, he started changing the meaning right, of words. Right, right, right. Uh, to, 
to make what they were doing legitimate or whatever. He began to change what words meant. And I think it was, you know, wasn't it back during the Obama, Obama's time where he said that, you know, terrorism is now man-made disasters. Right. And, you know, he began to re rename or change the language. Redefine, redefine yeah. what words mean. But Democrats have been doing that forever. Yeah. They didn't like liberals, so they called themselves something else. I mean, yeah. now they're in progressives and I don't know what other iterations they have. Right. And and this is this is the beginning of uh, and we and and the church has preached for years uh, the power of words right and uh, because and, you can't have truth without knowing what a word means right, right. you've right. got to have defined parameters the scripture gives us what those are and when we start tampering with that then we destroy a society look what was happening right now all right I got another question we'll have more answers when we come back don't forget about David Lucas he has out his brochure. To help you with your retirement. You want to get a copy of this. Uh, For you who are watching on Facebook right now, the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. This is what you want to get a copy of. If you're just listening on the air, the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist is a brochure that when you open it up, there are 31 different questions that are asked of you. Have you checked this? Have you checked that? And if you've checked everything and you know where everything is and how everything's supposed to happen, you're probably going to keep everything on the tracks. If you've got an area like in healthcare that you haven't answered to questions, you're going to probably get to a switch somewhere and you're going to derail. And I'm just telling you, it can it can completely derail uh, your uh your retirement. So you don't want that to happen. So if you're one of the first 10 callers today, you can get a copy of this uh, absolutely free and sent to your home. The number to call is uh, 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315 and get your copy of the ultimate retirement planning checklist. Are you ready to retire? Uh, you want that. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. We're back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Final question. I'm going to re- read this. I'm going to get away from the, the political. I want to just deal with the spiritual here. At what point do we not obey those who have the rule over you? Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obviously, had our founders just obeyed, then we would not have a country. So what or where is the scriptural tipping point between holy disobedience and holy obedience? Hmm. Uh, I, I think the, the answer to that is quite simple. Whom should I obey, uh, God or man? So the moment we come into conflict um, with Uh, God's word, then I can no longer obey uh, a government. At that point, in my opinion, at that point, the government becomes invalid as an authority in my life. If you are going to force me to violate the word of God, then my answer is no. Yeah, you know, it goes goes to um, whenever the authorities told Peter, uh, and they they told them they shouldn't be uh, preaching in the name of Jesus, he said, he said, we have to obey God rather than man. So the only... The so only, they took the lashes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they said, we're going to... You can beat us if you want to, but we're going to continue to do... We're, right. we're going to... We're going to disobey what you say because there is a higher authority than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whenever... It doesn't... If, if man puts down a law 
and that law is in conflict with the ultimate law, which is the law of God, then we have to obey the law of God. That becomes yeah. the tipping point of of holy disobedience or holy um, obedience. You have to obey the higher authority, and there is no higher authority than the Word of God. Now, here's here again is the changing of 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 words when you begin to throw out the law of god and now the law of god is no longer applicable in your life then the law of man becomes your your new standard because you don't believe the law of god applies anymore right. the hyper greasy grace people will go along with this but saying there's no more a law of god in place so you have to obey god rather than uh, rather than man and that might mean pastors if you're listening that might mean we have to give up our 501c3 Yep. status yep. that might mean we don't have tax exemption anymore <clears throat> if it comes down to obeying god over uh uh the state then we're going to have to do what god uh, what god tells us to do and they're right our founding fathers they had to say we're not i mean we were we were uh england you know we were all englishmen uh, at that point but there came a point to where they said if i'm not mistaken did they not when they were writing up the um the Declaration of Independence. Did they not like cite fifty-five scriptures? I think they wrote out uh, all the scriptures, scriptural violations that the King right. of England had done, which gave them what they believed was uh, the authority, the authority, and the right, right to stand against the king. Except that the king at that time, and even before, you go back to King Henry VIII. You know, they just changed religion right. for the, <laughs> that, that did things for him. Remember, it was Henry VIII that pulled the the uh, English out of the Catholic Church right. and started the Church of England. Right. And this is why taking the time to read and understand your Bible is so important. Yes, culture is changing around us. Yes, government may change around us. Yes, men can change rules, but the Word of God has not changed, and it acts as the foundation on which I, I built everything else. It's it's how I measure the world. I look around and go, um, nope, this is in violation. But if you are not spending time in the Word of God, then you have no earthly idea that, you know, a man and a woman doesn't work at all. Um, you, you have no earthly idea that, that God is your Heavenly Father, and therefore He sets in the ultimate protective position over your life. You must be spending, particularly in this day and age that we are moving into, if you, if you have heard nothing else I say today, get in the Word of God, because it is the that relationship with Him and the relationship with His Word is the only thing that's going to see you through the months and years ahead of us. Just okay. the way it is. With that said, let me get to the last question, because it's a good one. It goes right along with the time of the year. Uh, I, I asked this of everybody yesterday, at New Year res- re- resolution. Ah. And uh, our questioner says uh, to us, I was wondering what you guys uh, might have decided on as your New Year's resolution. I think it would be interesting for us laymen uh, to know what men of God would choose. So, uh, Billy, that is that is not a ritual that I partake in. Uh, I, I'm I'm into more frequent self examination than that. I suppose I'm pretty harsh on myself most of the time. Um, so I, I tend to be that tends to be a continual sort of thing in my life. Um, Being harsh on yourself doesn't mean that you go into your bedroom, take off your shirt, and no, and use a whip on no, your no back. No self flagellation. So, okay. um, I, but I I yeah I, I examine myself pretty frequently and. Um, you know, I'm often looking for a way to be better, so that I generally don't have a New Year's resolution. Yeah, um, we uh, we tend to um, focus on um, 
if I was going to have a New Year's resolution, I would tend to focus focus it on the spring, which is when the the Bible says the New Year is. Um, but um, I get the questioner's um, uh, question, and I, I do the same thing. I you know every time I take communion, um, I self examine myself, sure. and uh, and it refocuses me. And I think for myself, if I was to say, okay, what do I want to do better um, this year? I think that it has to do more with uh, resting, uh, more resting in Him, which which involves trust. You know, I, I, it's I know, just faith. It's faith, right? That's what that's what basically what faith right. is. Emunah, the Hebrew word for it, uh, it means to trust. Uh, the Greek word is pistis. It just means to um, to trust in Him, and that trusting. Uh, it's almost like people have done it like this before. They'll say, you take a young child, you put him on the roof of a car, you stand there, you clap your hands, and say, jump. jump. To daddy right and that child does not even consider or think about the fact that daddy's not going to catch them right they jump with unrestrained trust that daddy is going to catch them what's even better is when you're walking past the car and they're there and you don't say jump and they jump and they anyway. Jump, yeah <laughs> they know you got them there you go they yeah. know that yeah. you've got them trusting relaxing re- resting in what god has promised and the fact that he is the one who answers our prayers all right what time are we going to have worship on uh, sunday we're all back together at 10 o'clock on sunday morning all right and there is a saturday worship now is that correct one o'clock in the afternoon so right. are you preaching this saturday i am not i believe that is uh steve this week. steve so, so pastor steve's preaching all right now when he preaches does he blow the horn Yes, yes. He opens uh, every one of our services with the uh, shofar. And that's on our camp at 701 Napa Valley Drive here. There in you got it. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. See you next Tuesday. Dave Ellswick Show. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And uh, I'm going to try to get some uh, constitutional people on to talk to us during that first half hour. Under control, but it's not. And you